listening to the Two Honest Podcast with me, your honest host, Abby, who is just your average girl with funny stories to tell. Now, I'm really going to out myself on this episode with my extremely honest accounts of what's happened to me in several situations. So a lot of my friends say, oh, Abby, that could only ever happen to you. And do you know what? It's true. (laughs) The theme this week is holidays. And let me tell you, I have such a long list of things that have happened to me. And I'm like, have these ever happened to anyone else? How is this even possible for someone to have this much bad luck? Wait till you hear about them. Stay tuned to the very end for a story I practically had to beg my mum for me to be allowed to use because honestly if I can tell it to you without laughing it will be a miracle. So yeah stay tuned to the very end. So welcome to the podcast to Honest. Here I am on a mission to cheer up Tuesdays. An old friend of mine used to hate Tuesdays and I think it's because we had a team meeting on Tuesdays but since then it is known as the cursed day. Let's be honest if it's a Tuesday you don't have that Monday feeling so you're feeling fresh from the weekend but you are just so far to the weekend so you just need a little pick-me-up and usually I don't know how this has happened, but in all the jobs I've had, Tuesdays are the worst meeting day ever. Who is scheduling all of these meetings on a Tuesday? So without further ado, let's get straight into the stories. So the theme this week is holidays. And I am very fortunate enough to have been on many holidays over the years. Just every holiday, something seems to happen that just is, there's just no words. So, the first story I want to talk to you about is in Brazil. So, last year, I won a holiday with British Airways to fly to Brazil for £200 return, which is great. What an absolute bargain. And they speak Portuguese in Brazil and I do not speak any. I really wish I had spent a lot of time at least learning key phrases before I go. That is bad judgment on my behalf. So apologies to all of the Brazilians that I spoke to. But anyways, so I went to the beach bar and I ordered a coke and funnily enough a corona there was a bit of a language barrier it was all good and then the bartender just whips out a knife which is quite long i'd say like a machete type knife a bit smaller bit smaller than that but she whips out this knife and then she starts chopping up this coconut and i was like what is going on like is, does she just want a snack does she is this for me but then obviously I don't have the vocab to be able to tell her that I wanted a coke and not a coconut so I just <laughs> let her do her thing and ended up with a coconut instead of a coke 
My bad. But this is just the starter to the holiday. I think that was on the first day. But then let me move on to the end of the holiday. So I was staying around three hours away from Rio in a place called Buzios. And I had booked a transfer through a company who had recommended that I set off to the airport at, I think it was around 2pm and my flight was at 11pm. I was like, surely that is too much time. I do not need that amount of time. But you know, these people gave me the recommendation. So I just went with it and booked it for the 2pm slot I got on the transfer it was all good and I had been to the beach in the morning so I was in my bikini with a little summer dress over the top like beach ready I had a little bag so I could use the lounge in the airport to get changed you know relax because I would have had so much time at the airport oh no no my life had other ideas so on the coach there is so many people it's so busy and we've we've set off and we're on the equivalent of the motorway and traffic comes to a standstill the thing in brazil is that if there's a car crash or anything like that The traffic is just at a standstill. They can't move it until the authorities have got there and dealt with the scene. I do not know what had actually happened. I just knew that we were in a standstill. Four hours later, we are still in the exact same place. We haven't moved an inch. Oh my God, I am the least chilled out person I have ever met so let me tell you I was stressed but I was like you know we had loads of time it's gonna be absolutely fine it was not absolutely fine I got to the airport with 10 minutes 10 minutes after they said you could check in luggage And I was in Brazil for three weeks. I had a lot of luggage. I was thinking on the coach, shall I, like, what what route shall I go down? Shall I cry at the desk? Like, I have work coming up. I've already taken so many holiday days. I don't think I had any left, so I was freaking out. I was already drafting the message to my manager at the time. Like, I'm stuck in Brazil. I really sorry but I can't come to work so the person I'm with is like I'll get the suitcases you just run to the desk and see if we can still get on the flight so I run into the airport like an absolute mad woman I'm looking around there are so many desks for so many different airlines and I run to the counter of British Airways and I am practically crying (laughs) I don't know if the woman felt sorry for me, but she was like, you are going to have to run to catch this flight. They worry about your bags. They'll make it. I was not concerned about the bags. I would have happily have left the bags, to be quite honest. But she was like, you need to run to make sure that you get there on time. 
did she offer me one of those little buggies or assistance to get through the airport? No, she did not. I ran through the airport wearing my bikini and this little dress and these little flip-flops that should not be running. I was running through and I was so out of breath, but my only focus was to get on that flight. Eventually, I got to the gate, which seems like the furthest gateway that you have ever seen. There is an actual queue by the time we get there. And the people who I stood behind were like, oh, are you okay there? As I stand there with the brightest red face you have ever seen in my bikini with the little dress. I do not look appropriately dressed for this flight whatsoever. Anyway, by some miracle, I get there and I get on the flight and I have to change in those tiny, tiny aeroplane toilets. The struggle was so real. Did not have time to get a shower, obviously. The flight is around 16 hours long. So I was so ready for the shower the next day. I am so sorry to anyone who witnessed that or saw me in that state because it was not, (laughs) I repeat, it was not good. Okay, so my next story is based this year so at the beginning of the year I went on my first ever solo trip to Asia I went to Cambodia and Vietnam which was amazing you should definitely visit if you get a chance and I am hoping to finish my trip eventually when we can travel one of my (laughs) stories from here is quite funny so I am just in Vietnam I'm on my own not part of a group I stayed in an Airbnb for one night so I didn't know anybody else whilst I was there on this day And I just needed a chill out day because I travelled a lot. And I went to sit on this bench by this lake and just read my book. And just sat there minding my own business. And then someone comes and sits next to me. Even though there are many benches around that are fully empty. I do not know what possesses people to do this. It happens on buses all the time. But anyway, back to the story. I'm sat on this bench just reading a normal book, just minding my own business and then the person comes and sits next to me. I look at the person and I smile, you know, it's the Yorkshire girl in me that just friendly to everybody and then I notice the book he is reading and the title is How to Eat Ass Good. My face was a picture what the hell is this guy doing? Anyway, turns out this guy is a famous Vietnamese YouTuber who is playing pranks on people. Like, why me? Of all the people and all the places, why me? So there I am, just like looking at this guy. And now he's put it on YouTube And it has over 180k views. 
180k views on me being pranked. Why did this happen to me? This was obviously not the only thing that happened whilst I was travelling on my own. So everyone that knows me knows that the phone I had was absolutely shocking. It was always running out of battery and it was like, why haven't you got a new phone yet? I don't know. I don't know what possessed me to go to Vietnam without a good phone. I had my normal phone which was, at the time, my Samsung Galaxy S8, and my very old iPhone 5S, I think it is, so I could use a Vietnamese SIM card whilst I was out there to book, like, grab taxis or whatever. And so my phone runs out of charge whilst I'm out on my own. Not only this, my 5S for some reason just didn't work as well. So there I was, stuck in Vietnam, did not know how to get back to my hostel. I was walking around Vietnam for hours. And I know that this is not safe for a young woman walking around on her own, in the dark, not knowing where she's going. I go into a shop and ask them, do you know where this hostel is? They're like, no, I don't know where that is. I don't understand what you're saying. I'm like, oh my God, I am never, ever going to get back. I carry on walking for like an hour or so. I'm like, I'm going to have to go in somewhere else. Luckily, there is a travel agent open and I decide to ask them, where is this hostel? Luckily, they were like, we do know where that hostel is. Turns out, it was three doors away from the travel agent. What are the chances? I looked so stupid. Oh, and then Vietnam just providing plenty of story opportunities here. So I met this girl whilst I was out there and she had convinced me that we needed to go on a moped to travel because that's just how everybody travels around there the roads are absolute manic but i agree to it anyway so we're at the hostel and they have mopeds to hire outside and we're like could we hire a moped please but can we just hire one because we just want to test it out get the vibe just to make sure so we give the woman the money and she's like, yeah, sure, let me just get it for you. She gets us the moped, we're outside, and there we are, stood with this woman and this moped. The other girl has a go first, and she's like, oh, this is actually harder than I expected. So I'm like, oh, let me have a go. Maybe I'll find it a bit easier, and you could just hop on the back. And then I have a go, and let me tell you, I basically did a front wheelie with my legs off the bike. We had to go back in to the woman and exchange a moped for a push bike. Oh my god. I really ought to do some lessons if I ever go back. The locals were all stood there watching us, laughing. We were the entertainment. It was so embarrassing. Okay, let's set the scene. 
So I'm going on a group holiday with a group of my friends. I think there's around 10 or 12 of us in total. And we're going to Italy. To those of you who were on that holiday or know about this story, yes, I am telling this story on the podcast. We all get on the plane and we are all sat in our seats ready to go. And then there's an announcement saying there is an issue and we are going to be grounded for the next two hours. Yeah, that would all be well and good. And, you know, not ideal for the holiday, but equally not the worst thing to happen ever, either. Although, I don't know if this is a subconscious thing or whether I was genuinely ill, but I suddenly felt the urge to go to the toilet. I really hope that you are not eating whilst you are listening to this podcast. So I get up and ask the woman, is it okay if I go to the toilet? Because I am desperate. She's like, okay, sure, sure. Go to the toilet whilst we're still grounded. And, you know, I do my thing. Turns out it is not a good situation. My stomach, the cramps were just so painful. And then I'm like, okay, it's all good. Just an FYI, if you ever have a poo on a British Airways flight, it is an absolute win. I do not know what they put in their air freshener in those bathrooms, but they are amazing. Smell like Haribo's and it does not smell after you've been in there. Even when you are feeling extra ill, okay? We all know what I mean. So I do my thing, I go back to the seat. As soon as I sit down, I'm like, oh my god, I need to go again. I need to get up. I need to do the new walk of shame. The walk of shame isn't when you've slept at someone else's house and you have to go back the next day. No, the walk of shame is walking down the aisle of a British Airways flight and seeing all those faces, seeing that you have literally just been to the toilet. So they know, they know what's going on here. The shame. So I go back to the toilet, I do my thing and I go and sit back down. (laughs) No, it happens again. I'm like, oh my god, why can't I just stop? So off I go, back doing the walk of shame, never been so embarrassed in all my life. All of my friends who are all sat on different rows, they're like, Abby, what are you doing? Well, I've got an issue going on, thank you. So from that day on, whenever I went to the toilet, it was known as Code Brown. Whenever there's a poo situation, everyone's like, oh, Abby, is it a Code Brown? (laughs) Horrendous. I cannot even tell you. I once travelled on my own. So I was meeting someone out there. Um, I once travelled on my own to New York. The first time I've ever been on a flight by myself. So I was a bit apprehensive at the time. I was younger. 
at the time I was around 19, 18 or 19, so a bit younger than I am now. But I was a student at the time and I didn't have a lot of money and I'd spent my savings on this flight New York. And on the way home, I decided it was a great idea to splurge the cash in Sephora. Whatever change I had, I spent it on makeup. And to be honest, I don't even wear that much makeup, so this was a very stupid idea. I am in the airport and I have no money left. Zero. Zero. I don't even have enough for a bottle of water. Because I think, you know what, I'm getting on the flight soon and all of the drinks are included, so it's all good. Until they announce a delay of four hours four whole hours this also means that i am going to miss my connection in london to get back to manchester but that's not even the worst part of this story so i get on the flight i go to walk towards the seat that i purposely chose so the seat that i purposely chose number one it was at the back It was not on the side of the toilet on purpose because it was an overnight flight and I thought if I'm at the back I can recline as much as I want without annoying anyone behind me. It's not near the toilet so the people going to the toilet through the night it won't impact me and I can just sleep on the flight all the way home. Oh no, life has other ideas for me. So then I walk towards the seat And I can see that there is someone in my seat. I am not happy about this. I do not like confrontation at all. So I'm like, oh my God, what shall I do? I just go and there's a lady in my seat. And I tell her, excuse me, I think you might be in the wrong seat because I booked this seat. Her son, who was sat next to her, is like, no, no, this is her seat this is her seat. No, this is not her seat. She refused to move and she was basically just ignoring what I was saying. So I went to the air hostess who said that as this lady was elderly, she should stay sat in the seat and I should sit in her seat. Her seat was at the other side of her son by the toilet. Oh my god. I don't think I can last nine hours in this seat while people are up and down going to the toilet. But, you know, I feel quite bad for the old woman. So I sit in the seat. I sit down and this seat is nothing but trouble. I knew there would be so many people going to the toilet. I just knew it. And then, to make matters worse... The air host takes the trolley and is pushing it down the aisle and the curtain gets caught on the trolley so much so that when he tugs the trolley to pull it away, the curtain flings back and hits me in the face. Why? 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 I have no words. After that, I decided to write a little complaint letter about this flight that I took and honestly I have since read it and it is embarrassing 
I'm going to boycott you. I'm going to get everybody I know to boycott you. Obviously, I did not. I have since been on a flight with this airline because, you know, girl gotta do what a girl gotta do. I feel like I have really bared all on this podcast today. If you have any funny holiday stories that you would like to send me, I would absolutely love to hear them. You can send them by either sliding into my DMs or by emailing me at twohonestpodcast at gmail.com. I haven't forgotten my final story. This is not about me. This is about my mum. So let me set the scene for you. There we are in Florida having a family holiday. It's all going great. We're visiting all the parks. We're having a fantastic time. We go to a water park and we all convince my mum to go on this slide. Now, my mum is not the biggest fan of slides and she did not want to go on the slide, but we convinced her she needs to go on this slide because it's really cool. There's a part in the middle of it where you can see whales. Like it's a clear plastic tubing and you go down and you can see the whales around you and it's all a bit of fun which is great. She is convinced to go on the slide, which is fantastic. So only one person can go down the slide at any one time. The rest of my family go down the slide and then my mum opts to go last, which is just ridiculous (laughs) because I think maybe she did that because if she wanted to chicken out, she could turn around at any time. So I go down the slide and To be quite honest, the slide is not that well put together. Parts of it, it was joined together and you could really feel it when you were going down the slide, like on your back. And when you actually got to the whale part of the slide, because it wasn't joined together very well, the water was coming down the cracks. So you couldn't really see any of the whales and it it all happened so fast. So... It was quite an underwhelming experience, to be honest. But when my mum came out of the bottom of the slide, it was the most hilarious thing I have ever seen in my life. There we all were, waiting at the bottom for my mum. We see that she's set off from the top, so we are anticipating her coming down in the next few seconds. Out pops my mum. She looks so dishevelled. It's so funny. Her hair is everywhere. And when we get closer, she has snot everywhere in her hair, on her face, because the water went up her nose. (laughs) Just like a little snot explosion. She just looks outrageous. And to this day, I will never forget that memory. And whenever I just need to have a little laugh, I just think of that. I'm so sorry to out you on this podcast, mum. And I don't think she will ever go on another slide at a war park ever again. I am sorry that experience scarred you for life. Anyway, thank you all for listening to my first episode of the Two Honest podcast. And I will be releasing a new episode every Tuesday. The theme next week, as I've said earlier, is Christmas. So hopefully I'll see you there. Bye!